Welcome to the Power to Podcast audio course, where you're going to learn how to make, market, and monetize your very first podcast to attract your ideal client, share your story, and help hundreds with your message without being a techie or producing any bad content. If you want more with every single episode, go to powertopodcast.com. I'm your host, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about monetizing with the coaching, consulting, and services, speaking gigs, and books. Now, each of these will introduce the concepts and how to get started with monetizing them. However, entire courses could be taught on how to effectively implement each of these. And it's really outside the scope of this course. I just want to make them aware to you so you can choose the best possible one for you in your business. But for now, we're going to focus on what each one is and how you can leverage your podcast to start monetizing with each of them. Now, the very first thing to do and keep in mind before we ever get started is how do you actually go about creating a product or service? Like I said before, we're going to dive really deep into this next week, but I want to give you a brief outline of how you do this. So the very first step is actually to grow your audience. Unless you have an audience base, you know, on your podcast, it's going to be very hard to try and sell somebody something. And so you really need to focus on growing your audience first. This is why inside the course, we first launched our podcast. And then second phase is actually growing your audience. You want to grow a base of people that know, like, and trust you so that when you go to sell something, it becomes super easy. Now, the second step, once you've grown that audience, is asking that audience what their biggest struggles are. You know, from the very beginning, we have been diving into who our audience is, what their biggest struggles are, what their biggest desires are, what do they fear. And these are the questions that need to be answered for in order for you to create a product or service um, that's actually going to be of benefit to your audience. So go ahead and ask them, start getting some feedback. And the third step after doing that is really to listen to them, you know, dive into why they're having that struggle dive into why they have the desires that they do and really listen to the things that they're telling you because they're going to tell you exactly what they want. And after you've listened to them, the fourth step is to create that solution, to create the thing that they actually asked for. So, you know, they're going to tell you that they have this certain pain point and they're going to say, I wish I had this thing to solve this pain point. Well, guess what? They just told you how you can sell something to them. And so in that third step, you listen to what they're saying. And then in the fourth one, easy as pie, you go and create the solution that they asked for. Next week, we're going to dive into each of those steps in more depth. But I wanted to tell you the brief outline today because they apply to all the ways to monetize your podcast and how to get started now. Let's talk about coaching and consulting and services. Now, if you have a marketable skill that solves the pain points of your podcast listeners, then by all means, promote it on your podcast. One of the very first things that you could be promoting is if you're a coach or a consultant and you offer that as a service to people. Because hardcore podcast fans may want a little more of a personal touch than the free value that you're giving on your podcast. And they're often willing to pay for it. You know, every week you are sharing tips and strategies and ideas of how to solve your audience's pain points. And you're giving all the way, giving all that away for free as added value to your audience. 
But sometimes one of those things is going to really resonate with your audience and they're going to want to dig a little deeper. They're going to want to receive the type of coaching that you're talking about. They're going to want to get help on their marketing. If you, you know, are a marketing consultant, whatever it is that it may be because you've built an audience and you've been nurturing them and giving, providing value and they have come to know, like, and trust you, you're going to be one of the first people that they reach out to in order to solve the pain points that you talk about on your podcast because they see you as the authority on this thing. An example of this is Michelle Evans, who hosts the Breaking Free podcast. Breaking Free podcast is a modern divorce podcast that talks about, you know, all the troubles and trials and tribulations that come with having a divorce and how you go about navigating that. After less than a year of podcasting, she was actually getting between four to 15 emails a week from people who wanted to hire her for one-on-one coaching. And a lot of those people became clients of hers. And we've talked about before how you have call to actions in your podcast. And inside of those call to actions, you can be promoting your services and get people signed up for free consultation calls, where then you can turn them into paying clients. There are also a lot of other coaches that showcase some of their coaching on their podcasts. For instance, Tony Robbins does a breakthrough series on his podcast where he's actually showing episodes of where he coached somebody so that they could get a taste of what Tony Robbins coaching style is like. One of my favorite podcasts, the Reboot Podcast, does the same sort of thing and it brings on somebody from their audience and actually coaches them live through the podcast episode. Again, it gives them the audience a taste of what the kind of coaching that they would receive if they were to become a client. Marie Forleo often talks about her industry and takes listeners questions and asks them and other listeners insightful questions that really start to make the listeners think and dive into, you know, their own struggles and beliefs. And that gives actionable advice for those things. So again, you get to see how she is sharing the way that she coaches. Now, maybe you're not a coach or a consultant. Maybe you're something like a web developer. You can also promote your services that are relevant to your podcast through your podcast. So for example, You know, you may have a business podcast and are also a web developer. You can be promoting your web developed services on the business podcast because you know business owners are going to need somebody to develop their website. An example of this is Denise Griffiths, who gets between 4K to 6K listens a week on her podcast, Your Partner in Success. And she doesn't monetize this directly, but many of her listeners actually reach out to hire her for web development and virtual assistant skills. You can do things like trying to offer exclusive discounts that are only available to your podcast subscribers and always make sure that you get a solid feel for your audience so that your self-promotion doesn't really come across as too tacky or always marketing down their throat. So really get a feel of your audience and know what their pain points are and offer the coaching, the consulting or the services that is going to solve those pain points. We're going to talk about how you can monetize your podcast by doing public speaking gigs. So podcasting should really be a natural segue into public speaking for most podcasters. I mean, we're getting on here every single week. We are telling our ideas and our stories. 
And doing public speaking is just a, you know, natural extension of doing that. Now, while it's not as comfortable as recording in your underwear at home behind a desk, there's a lot of authority and recognition to be gained from speaking gigs. So why would you take on speaking gigs as a podcaster? Well, as I mentioned before, you're going to start building authority and credibility with your speaking. How many times have you heard introductions to somebody on a podcast or another talk or something and they list how many places they've they've spoken on stage. They've listed how many times they've been a TEDx speaker. And we all see that as proof of authority and credibility to their ideas. The second reason to do it is it's going to help you grow confidence. You know, the more that you can get up and talk in front of people and share your ideas, the more concrete they're going to become for you. And you're going to be more confident in who you are and the things that you're talking about. The third thing is that it helps you to meet other top industry professionals. So a lot of times these events host several different industry leaders, as well as, you know, they have things like panel discussions where you're going to get to talk and interact with other people in your field and really start to make a network. And these people could be guests on your podcast later. You could have business opportunities with them. It's just a really fantastic way for you to network. Now, there are four types of speaking gigs that we're going to go over. The first one is unpaid speaking gigs. So as your podcast grows in popularity, it won't be long before you're going to be approached with speaking opportunities. But these very first ones are often unpaid. And you might as well start accepting these unpaid gigs because it's free exposure and it's an excellent opportunity to build your audience. It also allows you to get some practice in before you start going to some of the bigger speaking opportunities, which brings us to our second type of speaking gigs, which are paid speaking opportunities. And these are things at conferences or live events that can pay anywhere from a few hundred dollars to tens of thousands of dollars. Now, as a general rule of thumb, here's how much the average speaker makes. So very new people often are getting the unpaid ones. People that have done a few talks but are still newbies, they're going to get anywhere from $500 to $2,500 for speaking. Beginners or those establishing a new brand or maybe just have one book that they publish, they might get anywhere between five dollars and $10,000. If you have several books or any other significant social proof behind your brand, you might get $10,000 to $20,000 for your speaking gig. And if you're actually a best-selling author or a really well-known personal brand or industry leader, you might get anywhere between twenty dollars and $35,000 a speaking gig. It all really depends on how polished you are, how well-established, and most importantly, how much value you're going to offer to their audience. The third type of speaking gig is actually a sales speaking gig. So even better than getting paid a set amount per speech that you give, there's an opportunity to actually sell while you're giving your talk. So if you have a high-end product, you can make a killing at doing live speaking events. An example of this is ClickFunnels founder Russell Brunson once did over $3 million in selling his product during his talk in only 90 minutes. Now there is a catch to this. Most of the events where you're going to be doing a sales speaking gig, the host usually takes a, a sizable cut out of it, which is oftentimes 50%. But speaking opportunities like these are still well worth pursuing. 
the last type of speaking gig that you can do is actually online and not even in a physical location. And you can do things like virtual summits and webinars. So virtual summits are, you know, a grouping of a ton of industry leaders all doing a online event event together. And you can often be invited to be one of these virtual summit speakers if you are, you know, offering a ton of value out in the industry. These virtual summits, again, are just a collection of webinar interviews that you can conduct over several days. Again, some of the benefits of doing this is it allows you to grow an email list, you can build authority, and you can network with other industry leaders. And because you are doing this virtually online, it's really easy to point people to your podcast. So you're going to get the opportunity to pull some of the other speakers, listeners to your own audience. So now that we've covered the different types of speaking gigs, how can you actually start finding some of these opportunities? Well, the first thing I advise is joining something like Toastmasters to actually start building this skill for yourself of public speaking. Again, we're pretty good at talking because we sit behind a microphone and do this every single week where we're talking about our ideas and our stories. But it's a lot different when you are staring at a wall or talking to your cat as you're broadcasting and talking to a ton of people on stage. And so there's another part of that skill that you need to build. And there's plenty of places like Toastmasters or other public speaking like courses that are going to help you to build that skill. Now, once you've started practicing that and building it, um, then it's time to actually Google some places in your area, maybe some small events that you can go to and start giving your first talks. And a lot of times these are going to be unpaid gigs at first, but we want to take those because we're going to gain practice. And you can think about this like you are a stand-up comedian. So stand-up comedians don't come right out of the gate and try and get their Netflix special and go on there because oftentimes they don't know what jokes are going to be funny. And so what they do is go to a bunch of dive bars and basically practice their content over and over and over again and see which jokes actually make people laugh. And then as they start finding out which jokes make people laugh, they write those downs and they start building their special. And after, you know, they have, you know, 20 to 30 jokes that are always landing, always making people, you know, laugh and bust a gut, then they go to Netflix and do their Netflix special. Well, the thing, same thing happens with your speech. You want to go ahead and give it to a bunch of people, see what resonates. And when you actually find all the points that are resonating with your audience, then you go to some of the other bigger speaking gigs and start delivering that. And you know that you're going to be delivering value because you've already done it hundreds of times. So you're more likely to actually get paid for those speaking gigs. Now, some ways to actually leverage your speaking gigs is first to promote your own products or services. So we talked about in the four types of speaking gigs, you can do a sales speaking gig where you're directly promoting your product or service, or you could just have a table or something at the conference or event that you're speaking at, and you can go give your talk, give lots of value, and you can meet with people afterwards where they may be able to purchase one of your products or services. Inside of your speeches, you want to give strong calls to action. So we always want our people to take action. We talk about this in the podcast as you're crafting episodes to make sure that they're 
actually taking action on the things that you're discussing. And the same thing goes for when you're giving a speech. Make sure you give a strong call to action. And if you're selling a product or service, part of that call to action may be telling them to meet you after the talk to you know go over some of the things that you offer. And that leads me to my next point, which is actually to be accessible after the talk. Giving the speech at these speaking gigs is actually only half the battle. You want to be accessible to your audience afterwards because they're going to resonate and connect with you and you want a way to interact with those audiences. Tom Bilyeu of the Impact Theory podcast, when he does his speaking gigs, he actually holds 7 to 11 hour Q&A sessions after every one of his talks because he knows he wants to be there for his audience and be providing as much value as possible so that when he goes to sell something, that they're like, wow, he actually stood there with me for seven hours. Now, I'm not saying you need to be there that long, but you do need to make yourself accessible after the speech. And the last way to leverage your speaking gigs is to enjoy the spotlight and use it as social proof. So go ahead and promote your TEDx talks. Go ahead and promote your different speeches. You know, create speaker reels, show people what you're talking about. Get it out there, promote it just as much as you do your podcast. Because this is going to build social proof for you. It's going to build authority. It's going to build credibility. We're going to talk about how you can monetize your podcast with books. So book sales can be yet another way to monetize your podcast. But most podcasters struggle to make them a substantial source of revenue. So for most podcasters, books are usually just another way to offer free value. So then why would you go about writing a book? Well, the very first benefit of this is it builds credibility and authority for you. You remember when you were in school and you were supposed to do a research paper and they told you how many times to go to the library and get stuff out of books rather than on the internet. And it's because having a book really makes it feel like the information is more credible and the person that is giving it has more authority. So if you have a book, you get to start diving into some of that social proof, some of that credibility and some of that authority. The second thing it does is really builds your brand wheelhouse. So as you start marketing your business and you are building out your brand, your podcast is really just one spoke of this wheel for you to promote your products or services. The podcast is a way for you to reach your audience, to get your ideas in front of them, and eventually be putting your products and services in front of them. But a book does that as well. It gives you another avenue to start marketing yourself to start spreading your message and sharing your ideas. And so you're really just going to be strengthening the marketing for your business by bringing a book into that wheelhouse. And this brings me to my third point, which is it actually increases your audience reach. There are really three ways that we can consume content. We can either watch it by something on YouTube or a movie or a TV show or something like that. We can listen to it like in music or podcasts or audiobooks, or we can read it through things like blogs and books. Now, not everybody likes to watch videos, and so they'll often go to a podcast because maybe they're a more auditory person. Not everybody likes podcasts, and so maybe they actually like to read their content, and that is how they consume their information. And so by writing a book, you are actually reaching an audience who you may have never reached before through your podcast. 
And then the fourth benefit of writing a book is it actually opens the door for more speaking opportunities for you. Again, when you have a book, it builds that credibility and authority. And a lot of time authors are asked to come on and speak about their new book that is coming out. And so it's really just going to open more doors for you, especially if you are trying to get your speaking gigs booked in more places. Now, one of the questions that comes up when you are going to go write a book is, are you going to need a publisher or how are you going to actually get this thing out in the world? The very first resource that I actually want to point you to is the self-publishing school by Chandler Bolt. So he basically teaches everything that you would need to know in order for you to publish the book yourself. Long gone are the days that you need to actually get a publisher to promote and get your book out there. You can do it all yourself. And so you shouldn't really let needing a publisher hold you back from doing that. You can also get your book up on things like Amazon and Kindle's direct publisher. And they have all of these tools and resources for people just like you and me to get on there and be putting our bo- uh, books on their marketplaces. So now you already have a place that you can go sell and it's a very credible place. How many times do you hear people say I was a best-selling author on Amazon? And you're like, wow, that's amazing. So again, it's going to give you that credibility and authority by being on this marketplace already. And when you're putting your book on these marketplaces or you're self-publishing your book in other places, you can actually use your podcast and leverage that to get some initial sales and positive reviews for your book. According to a recent study by Edison Research, podcast listeners tend to share what they've learned on social media. So 94% of podcast listeners are active on social media and 52% of podcast listeners follow brands on social media. So these people are sitting on marketing channels that are going to help you spread the word about your upcoming book. So just make sure to hype them up about your book release and then start pointing these people to the marketplaces that you're putting your book on. So Amazon's algorithms are heavily weighted on your book's sales performance during the first few days of its release. So if your sales are low in the first few weeks, it's going to hurt your ranking in future search results. On the other hand, if you sell a lot of copies in the first few days, your book will continue to rank on the top of Amazon search results. So if you let your podcast audience know that they can get a discounted copy if they buy within the first few days of the book launch, then you're going to get a lot of traction there and you're going to get your book put in the top search results for Amazon. Now, sometimes doing a full-on book can be really overwhelming. So there's a couple other options that you could do. You can record an audio book. You know, not obviously not every podcaster is a writer, but every podcaster is a talker. So if writing isn't your thing, you can always record an audiobook instead. And the best thing is, is you already have all the equipment sitting right in front of you. Audiobooks are really thriving in today's publishing industry and really growing faster than any other format. In previous years, such as 2016, they accounted for more than 2.1 billion in sales. So audiobooks are being consumed and are a great way for you to publish a book without actually publishing the physical copy. Now, maybe you just want to publish a small book or solve a small pain point for your listeners. You can actually give away ebooks and can nurture relationships with your listeners and help you to develop a loyal following. Although directly monetizing through a book is really hard to make a significant amount of revenue, you can always make money on the backside of your books. And what I mean by this is actually having links and calls to action to bonus content on your website 
and promoting your extra services. So inside the book, you know, as you're writing the chapters, maybe there's a little more information that you want to dive into. You could actually create a bonus content section on your website and have a link to that inside the book. Then when people go to that bonus part, you can actually promote your extra products or services and start getting them into your sales funnel. Alternatively, at the back of a lot of books, um, people often put whatever products or services that they offer that's related to this content. And because people have read through the book that, and they've seen the value that you've given, they oftentimes want to dig deeper with you. And so they're going to go to those products or services. So a book is really just another way for you to market yourself as well as get your ideas and stories out to the world. Now, one last note that I want to make is I think you really need to earn a book if you want to have a legacy beyond you. So, you know, after years of being a industry leader and really getting concrete on what your ideas are and how those ideas are really affecting and helping the people that you're trying to help, I think that's when you actually write a physical book. But I think you can also publish a book way before then by turning your podcast content into a book. And so an example of this is Tim Ferriss wrote two New York best-selling books out of content that he had already created. So one of his books, The 4-Hour Workweek, was actually just a repackaging of all of his blog posts. His other book, Tools of Titans, took all the best advice from his podcast guests and turned it into a book. So with the right promotion and a little finesse, you can actually do the same thing with the content from your podcast. Just take the information that you have gained from the interviews that you've done in your podcast and combine it with some new content that is really going to help your listeners solve their problems. Today, we talked about some different ways that you could start monetizing by being a thought leader. And this included making coaching, consulting, and service packages, doing different speaking gigs, and looking at creating a book around the content that you do in your podcast. So your activity today is just to explore some different options within this space, whether they be speaking options or an option for writing a book. Thank you for listening to the Power to Podcast audio course. To get everything you need to make, market, and monetize your podcast, including tutorials, resources, templates, coaching, and even a private community of podcasters just like you, then visit powertopodcast.com and join today. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.